Welcome to a Sound Effect podcast. The podcast about sound effects. I'm Aspen Andersen from soundeffect.com. And I'm Christian Halsker from Hertz & Bits Sound Effects. Welcome to another episode of the Sound Effect podcast. Christian, you've got an interesting interview coming up. Can you share a few details about it? Yeah, I talked to the guys at Soundly who uh, just released version 2 of their software with a lot of new exciting features. And we talked about uh, the new release, obviously, and the company in general, and uh, how Soundly is currently being used by uh, sound people all around the world. Interesting. Very much. And you've been traveling as well. Yes, once yes, again. <laughs> again, sorry, yes. <laughs> I spent two weeks in Sri Lanka uh, this summer, mm-hmm. and of course I recorded as much as I could, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that and uh, play you some recordings. Fantastic. But before we begin, let's have a listen to some of the interesting new releases from the sound community. Fun Monsters from Articulated Sounds is a vocal collection of 18 little cute monster voices. You get over 2,000 generic vocalizations recorded by voice actors, usable for cartoons, games, and so on. All in 192 kHz sample rate and including metadata. Sounds of regular cars are always in demand, and Chevrolet Beretta 1990 by Big Room Sound delivers. You get all the necessary sounds to construct a scene featuring this or a similar car, including drive-bys, onboards, and so on. Check it out. Scratches from Sound Ex Machina features scraping, cutting, scuffing sounds of tons of different objects, 700 recordings in all. A variety of different materials got themselves hurt with hammers, knives, scissors, and saws. Skin crawling, teeth grinding stuff indeed. by Badland Sounds is 15 scary, ominous dark drones to put some unease into the audience. Low-end rumbles, sinister drones, creepy atmospheres. All in 24-bit 96 kilohertz. Have a listen.
with me today I have Peter and Christian from Soundly. Hi. And, uh, hello. 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 <laughs> All the way from Norway. Our listeners have probably heard about Soundly, but maybe you guys could do a short presentation of yourselves and your backgrounds and Soundly, of course. So my name is Peter, and um, I'm a sound designer and I'm a coder. And uh, a few years ago, I was looking for a good solution for getting sound effects into uh, my projects quickly. And uh, I didn't find any good solutions where I'd have like a sound effect library available and use that to easily add stuff to my Pro Tools sessions. So I started making Soundly. And then I got Christian on board, who yes. is a sound designer. I'm a, I'm a sound designer as well. And I have a sound library. And with the Peter's program and my sounds, we started to collaborate into one package called Soundly, which is uh, this uh, program Peter is uh, making, and uh, you have access to all the sounds. So basically your content and his code and... Uh... Basically that, yes. After we started Soundly, we have, of course, uh, added a lot of uh, new content, which we've uh, made together, but uh, so that was no, the start. Yes, so now we're uh, more or less equal partners in this. Uh... Yes, is partner oh, so... in crime. <laughs> so Christian, does that mean you're, you're, you're coding too as well? or No, <clears throat> I'm not the coder. I'm very far, uh, very far from a coder. So uh, when I uh, look at Peter's uh, working, he's uh, like a god to me. Oh, thank you. But it's uh, Christian has lots of good ideas as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we have become like, quite a good team in yeah. making uh, software, actually. Yeah, and we're and having a lot of fun. Doing. We're having a lot of fun, and and you know, there's a lot of other stuff than it's not only coding and sound. It's like how to create a business uh, in kind of way, and then. Yeah how to expand and uh, who should we uh, target and uh, who would uh, be interested in working uh, with the, a program like Soundly. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of uh, fun stuff, actually. And, uh, and of course, I guess, uh, contacting and understanding users and so on. Absolutely. But the big advantage we both have is that uh, we both uh, work with Sound Daily. Mm. So, uh, so we would never have use this program if it didn't work no. <laughs> in a way and we are pretty picky because uh, we are like working on big projects so uh, so um, it has to work as long as yeah it has to work and as long as we like it we believe that some others will do probably a pretty good starting point yeah all right so version two is out now um, and uh, a lot of new features and uh, could, could you talk about some of the new features and, and which ones are your favorites well my personal favorite is the revamped user interface so uh, we've uh, gone a long way from uh, the, our first like better release and we've done like a complete redesign of like the thing and it looks uh, really good and it's so nice to have like because uh, it, it always annoyed me a bit how it looked like because I kind of just threw something together but now we got a proper designer on it and like made it look really beautiful so uh, yeah. it's super nice to look at and it's like faster and it's easier to figure out how to do things and stuff like that it's very it looks very smooth mm -hmm. yeah I, I have to compliment you guys on that. It's I've 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 seen it and it looks really clean and 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 uncluttered and uh, yeah. Thank you. That yes. Means a lot to us here. Yes. So there are some uh, other features as well, Peter. Do you want to explain? Yes. One thing we worked a lot on is a networked uh, shared library. Uh, and uh, in many multi-user facilities, uh, there are loads of people working together on a sound library that's located on a network drive. Um, we've 
uh, implemented a system that makes it possible for all of them to work together on one database. And it sounds like a simple feature to make, but uh, it's really hard because uh, an easy thing to do would be to tell people to set up like their own server and we make some server software that pushes stuff out to the clients, but we've made it in the client so they don't need to set up servers in a way. So it's a bit hard to explain, but it's a really nice feature which seems to work really well. Absolutely. And there's also like, to me, like more uh, simpler features, but uh, as important, like uh, you can spot the Pro Tools and uh, you have handles when you spot two features that is like critical for my workflow. So lots of like big and small, like just workflow improvements. But yeah, I also like like the small workflow improvements are the real, because when we work with Sony Daily, it's so nice to just get everything like working perfectly and smooth and yeah, fast yeah, yeah. and yeah back button in the search field mm. and so on yeah well I, I agree i mean those little things are the ones that get in the way all the time if if there's something wrong with those little things yeah uh, so great to hear that you are uh, paying attention to uh, to all of it that's that's fantastic so how has Soundly evolved from, from the first public release? Could you sort of go through it, give us a little walkthrough? Yeah, so when we released the first public beta, uh, Soundly was something that we used and it was made for us in a way uh, and or other beta testers here in Norway. But as we released it, we realized that users from all over the world have different needs and they're not very different from ours, but they're a bit different. Mm-hmm. So we needed to adjust to that and, and figure out how to like implement things that other people need as well into Soundly without making it super complicated. What are some of those differences? It's like, say, metadata is a big thing. Like for me, when uh, I work with, uh, started working with Soundly, I didn't really think too much about metadata because I just like used file names and searched for them and found what I needed. But then you find that lots of people are super interested in metadata and need to be able to edit that. So that's things we have to put in or and it's really nice to get it in as well because as we get it in I start using it more and I I see the clear advantages of it so uh, things like that things like spot to pro tools uh, and and we've also discovered that it's not only people that are working with films that is interested in sound it's like people doing uh, theater sound design or uh, or YouTube uh, films or whatever so you have like the whole specter of super professional sound designers and people that are only like looking for a couple of sounds to their projects and to make like this hub that Soundly is to make it as easy for the unprofessional and as easy for the professional ones that's uh, that's the big challenge and that's also like the the strength of Soundly, I would say. Yeah, I have to say that for me, looking at uh, the metadata capabilities of Soundly, I think it's pretty. That's a brilliant move because for for like a small uh, theater company to invest in something like Soundminer or something and have someone sit there and do all that work, and it seems a bit uh, over the top, maybe. But to have an app like yours that's available for so little money mm. to have that, I think, is pretty brilliant. And you you cater to a lot of different. Yeah. And also because we offer sounds and the program, so you like when you sign up for a, an account, you kind of get both. So you don't need to like buy separate sound libraries and so on, and then the separate library program. But you get everything in one piece. Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, what Soundly is being used for, but we already talked a little bit about that. But films, obviously, and theater, and uh, any kinds of professions that surprised you. Well, it's used for games as well, and TV series, and some musicians are using it to uh, to index their sample libraries. Yeah, hmm. it's it's a lot of uh, it's a wide specter, I would say. 
Uh, Peter, you do, uh, do you have like more daily contact with the users? Everywhere where there is needed sounds, there seems to be a use for sound. So it's it's like the all the obvious like films and radio and YouTube and so it's nothing that's like surprised me. I guess I was a bit surprised when because uh, we get lots of feedback from our users and now and then I like ask them. So what are you doing? And then it was it was a guy doing theater work in New York yeah, and I didn't yeah. like know that you could use Sony for that as well but of course you can and after that uh, we've I've used it on some theater work myself and <laughs> lots of people yeah. like we have some multi-users in big theaters so uh, yeah, yeah, so big, yeah, yeah, lots of people doing that as well and one thing we've found is that video editors are the ones who seems to enjoy it the most which yeah. is quite um, surprising because I didn't think of video editors as uh, someone who was that interested in sound but uh, they all are. They all yeah. really are. And my girlfriend's a video editor as well. And, and she's using SoundLab at her work. And like all the video editors there are in love with it. And they're like sharing it, asking, do you, do you think I could get this as well? Because <laughs> they've always had the problem of finding the right sound effect and putting it in because they like to do it in the edit to get the edit to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and no, suddenly they have like a great tool that makes it super easy to search for sound effects and, and put them into the, into the mix. Yeah, they so. used to, like, they had to rip YouTube or uh, have to download yeah. files so. from uh, wherever site and uh, maybe use their Zoom recorder. So. Not many of them have a Zoom recorder, no. but anyways. <laughs> they had some weird ways of doing it. So, yeah. And they really enjoy it. And, and it's so, every time we go to, like, a party and we meet the sound editors, yeah. they're always, like, super the happy video and buy yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, the video editors. That, that's, that's amazing because, I mean, I, and I've talked to, to video editors, uh, too, about sound in the past. And video completely puzzles me all the formats all the stuff i i don't get video and the, the strange thing is video editors t- tend to feel the same way about sound they know they need it they they know it has to be good but they're completely baffled and they're how do i what about the microphone why, why is it noisy what's oh no and you know so just finding easy to use solutions not having to learn pro tools or whatever and it seems to me to make sense really yeah mm-hmm. So another thing that is important with a video editor is that now in Soundly, we have made a collaboration space of 10 gigabytes for every user. So now if you're working on a film, and often I work with the video or the film editor as they are working with making sketches and so on, now I can upload my sketches to my Soundly, I can share my sketch folder with the video editor, and the video editor will instantly get access to that folder in the same way they uh, access um, the Soundly library. So that way, the collaboration within Soundly is taking to a new level. It has been in a beta, so I've tried it on a couple of movies now, and it works great. It, it Like the video editors doesn't have to like search for the right car sound because I've made the right car sound and put it in the sketch folder and shared it with him and it automatically updates. So every time I create a new sound, I just write him an email. Hey, there's new sounds in the Soundly folder. And uh, and uh, he's super happy. Other users that uh, tend to like Soundly are the students because they uh, start off uh, their uh, uh, student life uh, without uh, any library or anything. And uh, when they are starting to make uh, movies, they need uh, both the tool to get it into their project and the sounds. So uh, we have a lot of happy students out there um, actually using Soundly for their uh, student work. 
and we do have a 50% student discount as well. So uh, even better. We really uh, <laughs> love students uh, working on it. Mm. Yeah, great way to get to get them hooked. You know, uh, to, to stay on as users forever. <laughs> mm. Yeah, if they uh, want that, that would be uh, awesome. But uh, to us, it's uh, it's uh, just great that uh, that. Uh, we we are keeping up with the new generation and uh, yeah. we don't uh, fall off uh, because we're old. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So who's using it right now that you know of? Uh, are there any uh, any shows or films or games that you can talk about that you know have used it? And uh... Uh, we don't have like contact with all of users, so we uh, so we don't know everything it's being used on. But we know some big productions like Archer, which is a TV series that I'm a big fan yeah. of. Yeah. We got an email from J.C. Richardson, who does uh, sound for that, and he's been using Soundly for a couple of years, or yeah, yeah. at least a year on, on the last season of uh, Archer. He's just cool. used Soundly, so that that was very fun. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, and uh, we had Soundly on the dubbing stage for The Square, the movie who won uh, the Cannes Film Festival this year. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, and I believe the video editor who did uh, one of my favorite horrors uh, this year was uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I yeah. think the video editor there actually used Soundly yeah. like to, yeah, to get the scenes right. Mm. Absolutely. Pretty cool. Yeah. So there are a lot of uh, big, big uh, titles coming up, but we should be better in getting all the credits back so we can actually use it on our uh, website. Mm. We're just happy <laughs> that people are saying they like it, but. Uh, we should start uh, bragging about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it, we are incredibly proud. Like it's it's fantastic that it's actually being used on like big budget uh, movies. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Great that it's uh, it, it's popular with students and seasoned pros as well. That it's it's usable for for anyone really. That's the goal. Mm. And the challenge is that not to make it too advanced because if we get like. 50 metadata fields and so on. It, it starts to get cluttered yeah, for so the beginner, you know? So it's always like a... It's a very interesting aspect Christian is, is pulling up because it's yeah. like my girlfriend is a video editor. She doesn't want any more features in. Like we, when we made like an autocomplete thing, she loved that. She, she thinks that's the best feature in Soundly. Auto-complete. Because she doesn't yeah, know yeah. what how to spell, uh, I don't know, uh, umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just the type... UM and then it kind of auto completes and it's easier to to use. So it's, uh, the more like I've, I talked to video editors where they like one guy wanted a feature and then we started talking to them and uh, the other said no no don't make any no, no we don't want any more features <laughs> in it because they just want it simple just something easy that makes it quick to search for sound effects and yeah. put it into the edit. So so it's always a struggle to, to keep it simple yeah. but still powerful. So yeah. I was thinking about something like game audio workflow because I know next to nothing about game audio, but I mean, it's non-linear. So they have different software and they have a different workflow. And uh, so how does it seem to work out for those guys? Um, what a lot of the people are using is FMOD. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're able to drag and drop files straight into FMOD. And we've added support for OG, uh, which was something the game audio community needed. So yeah. to be honest, I don't know a lot about the game audio myself. <laughs> so uh, I, I can't really uh, answer the question, but we're trying to help them out every time there's something, try to, to fix it and, and make it work. Yeah. But we should really sit down with a couple of game audio experts and, and see what uh, way they're working and how we could improve Soundly. Hmm. Yeah, but the most important thing is that they get their sounds into it with Soundly. So, uh, so we're kind of happy, but we have a lot of learning to do in that case as well. Hmm. 
they seem to be enjoying sound and it seems to be working for them. So uh, that's good, but uh, I, I think there's probably room for improvement as well. Yeah. So Soundly lives in the cloud, and that's pretty brilliant, I think. But a lot of people already have all these sound libraries uh, locked down to uh, a piece of hardware or their local network, like you spoke about with the shared uses. And um, and that's what people have been doing for, for years. So I've <laughs> I wanted to ask you this question to name some advantages of that approach over Soundly, if you can think of any advantages. Yeah. So first of all, a lot of people actually doesn't have a sound library. So for them, it's obviously very good to just have access to an online sound library. So you can just download the software and and you're ready to go and start doing your sound design. But for the users with a big uh, library uh, as well on a network, it's it's great because Soundly is super fast on indexing your library. It's super easy to search it and it's quick to get it out of Soundly and into whatever software you're using for your video editing or your game design or... Yeah, and what we've uh, experienced is that uh, the guys and the girls with uh, their own libraries, even though they don't need the Soundly library coming with the program, they tend to like it because it extends their library uh, in such a way that uh, that they have uh, learned to like the the sounds we're providing with the software as well. Yeah, and Christian's so, done a really good job on the cloud library, so it's super well, like named and categorized and it's so easy to find good stuff so i often find myself uh <laughs> even when i'm in uh doing sound design in the facility with a big sound library i, I find myself just hooking off the local stuff and just going for the cloud because it's so much it's so much faster to find the right sounds i've actually and, started yeah. to do the same thing yeah. but also because i know the sound library so yeah. well now that i know what to search for and mm. so on and i guess i was going to say that because i mean to me that one of the advantages seem that that This, this the cloud library is actually going to become the one that you always have with you. Yeah, that's true. You know, so you'll get to know it maybe much better than local libraries in a way. Yeah, and especially for freelancers working at different facilities, they always have like their different libraries and their different way of uh, categorizing it. And yeah. and and thank you for the, your kind words, Peter. But oh, uh, no but problem. there's <laughs> always a lot of improvements in the library uh, field. And I wasn't too into like making libraries when we started off and. Now I've like started to to really feel the need of like a very specialized named library thing, but it's it's very hard to do in a way that everybody likes it because everybody yeah. has their <laughs> own uh, ways of doing it. Exactly. So we have like tried to make it our way, uh, and hopefully people uh, will find uh, what they're looking for, but. It's uh, it's an involving process and it will always change and I always like shit that's like not the category that those sounds should be and <laughs> we should reorganize this and uh, we should do it this way and that's uh, that's part of uh, the fun. Yeah, it's extremely personal uh, naming things and categorizing things and and of course you can't you can't please everyone but there are some something that seems almost like standards uh, the way you name files and and definitely some things not to do and I think from what I've seen of your library I can understand the file names and I can sort of I can find things and you know That's good to hear. But like mm-hmm. one quick example is like a cartoon library Uh, what? How to categorize a cartoon library? Because is it like a cartoon sound from the beginning, or is it like a hammer knocking on a metal door? Yeah. Uh, but you can also use it in a cartoon or a, a animation or something like that. Exactly. So that's like a big question. I've like always treated them like separate sounds, but lately I've like maybe it's better to put in a cartoon category to explain that these are cartoon sounds. But then if you 
then you uh, maybe won't use it in a real movie because you're afraid of oh no I can't use any cartoon movies in this. <laughs> it's a involving process. So rolling out soundly and sort of getting it out into the open this these uh, these past uh, couple of years. Um, what have been the biggest surprises for you? Uh, getting all these more people aboard. Uh, That's one of the surprises. Yeah. <laughs> I've been surprised how passionate people are about uh, Zonle. Actually, yeah. it's been amazing. Like we've had so many, gotten so many nice emails and comments, and it's just uh, it's a fantastic thing to work on. Yeah, and it's just yeah. it really keeps us going because it's seeing actual users using it and like loving to use it is that's the biggest thing really. I I agree. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's fantastic and. Like when the first one signed up, we were like, "What is someone like? <laughs> is someone it, actually using it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, willing to pay fifteen dollars for uh, for our <laughs> thing. It's it's fantastic. Mm. And uh, yeah. I still feel uh, that way every time uh, someone signs up. So it's yeah. uh, it's uh, <laughs> mm. it, it it it's what gives us the drive to to continue and uh, and make it better. Yeah. To see that there's actually a need for it out there. It's not just oh no, another app uh, doing blah blah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you're actually doing something people have sort of didn't maybe didn't know they wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as I said, we we uh, we saw the need ourselves, so we know there's a need. But as you say, we have to tell people that this exists and maybe explain them that this is a need they didn't know they had. Going on, uh, talking a bit more about the metadata that I really love that you have and that you do, uh, as a as a sound library guy myself, I'm hoping, of course, for you to expand on it. Uh, we we do want to expand on it, uh, but in a way that's non-intrusive to the other users, if that yeah. makes sense. So if you're interested in metadata, then we want to add more fields and uh, and more options on the the multi-editing and and stuff like that. So it's something we love, and I. I'm a friend of um, Paul Vidostek, who is like a metadata guru. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess, and uh, and he's uh, given us some great input on how to do it. And I really want to expand on that and make it like even better and and please him more on the metadata field. So yes, it's it's something uh, we want to to do more of and do better. But we want to do it in a way that's still easy for everyone to use if you need it and doesn't intrude on uh, your workflow. Working with Soundly and the simplicity mm. of Soundly. Yeah. So one thing I thought about was uh, previewing formats. Really, uh, I mean, stereo is fine and, and mono is fine, but uh, I guess something like ambisonic is really coming up. And uh, and maybe if you have uh, mid-side files that you that you want to preview, is that something that you are considering? Uh, absolutely. You you can also preview and work with the five point one files. Yeah. So we have other formats than just stereo mono and ambisonics is uh, something we're considering, and we've been talking to um, a user who requested it. So yeah. uh, it's uh, it's like in the works or on the to do list, and I think MS is even further up the to do list, and something we want to. Yeah. It's it's kind of pretty easy to do as well. It it's it, but again it's it's uh, uh, it's the simplicity yeah, so question. We need so to figure out ways to automatically detect that this is an MS file, then decode it. And yeah, and or if it's supposed to automatically detect it, or if because uh, yeah. we have tried not to have any MS recordings in Soundly, just yeah. to to make it uh, uh, easy for people to understand that all these sounds are stereo or 5.1s or monos. 
but uh, yeah, but but the MS and the Ambisonic would especially be needed for people who want to use their own sounds, hmm. and uh, with the VR uh, uh, thing and so on, the the Ambisonic and the the uh, B formats and so on are are absolutely um, stuff we're gonna look into. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, the MS is pretty easy. The Ambisonic, we might need like an external plugin to be able to manipulate before you uh, you drag and drop into your project. So it's it's kind of like a yeah. We don't have any plugins in uh, in uh, other than like uh, normalize and so on in in Soundly. So yeah, it's a little big uh, bigger thing, and and it won't be ready for the version two. But uh, it's absolutely on the look at list. Hmm. Well, it sounds better and better to me. So uh, apart from the features you have, that's one selling point of, of Soundly. And in the library, of course, is the other selling point, as we have been talking about. People like to get the easy-to-use software, and they like to get the sound library all in one package. How do you see that uh, being balanced? Are you going to stop just putting new features in because people are like, no, stop the features? <laughs> never. We no. will never stop. We'll keep on improving it, but try to improve it. Like, I, I realized something the other day, and that's... Uh, uh, the website I use the most is google.com. And google.com, yes, they've released Gmail and lots of other stuff, but Google, there, there's no new features in Google. There hasn't been another feature in Google for 20 years. Yeah. And that's what makes it great, because you just search for something, and the only thing they improve is like the search results gets better. There's yeah. no way of sorting it by date or like stuff like that. Yes, no. I know you can sort for the past 24 hours, but it's just super simple and does one thing and does it really well. So we'll keep on improving soundly in every way we can, but we will never make it hard to use. And uh, and the same with the sounds. We are uh, always talking about uh, how to expand uh, the sound library and, uh, and uh, it will always be added to the soundly uh, library. And we have also gotten some requests uh, which we have uh, been uh, working on. And uh, But there's always a need for new sounds even though we have like uh, 500 ambiences and uh, th there's always a need for 500 more and we also have the store uh, inside of Soundly which uh, has uh, lots of free and premium libraries and uh, we've done a big update to that so the user interface is much better much easier to search and we've added loads and loads and loads of new libraries uh, that you get access to straight away from the cloud and you can also download a copy yeah great stuff Okay, so uh, what's your next goal? What's what's next? What's what, where you want to uh, to take it next? So right now we're super focused on just getting Soundly to like properly out the door and having it released and stuff like that. And and when when it's out, then we finally have the time to sit down and, and really discuss where we want to take it. We think we have a really good product, and if people get a chance to see it. Uh, I think uh, uh, they will love it. So uh, our, our next goal for Sonly is to get it, really get it out there and get people to notice it. Back in July, I spent two weeks in Sri Lanka on a family vacation. And of course, I did lots of recording. But you know, going on a vacation to be with your family while attempting field recording is challenging. For me, it means grabbing little recording opportunities every day when there are no other family activities going on. After all, the real once-in-a-lifetime event going on here was experiencing Sri Lanka with my loved ones. After the kids are grown, I can waltz off to the wilderness for all they care. Weekend after weekend, I'll be out there recording, 
hoping for a phone call from one of the kids to interrupt my hard-won loneliness. On the other hand, field recording is all about the now. When I have my gear with me, I see possibilities everywhere. Like waking up far too early on the first morning in a strange country and hearing this. out of bed and so much going on. The squeaking sounds are a mixture of birds and little squirrels that start yelling at each other at around 6 a.m. You can hear the hotel staff rummaging with chairs, sitting up for breakfast. And then there's the faint chanting in the background from the local Buddhist temple, I think. Of course, when I woke up that morning, I didn't know all of that. It was all strange and mysterious, against the wash of AC and ceiling fans. Getting out on the balcony, there's just more of everything. Behind everything else, though, is the sound of the surf. It's the Indian Ocean. We stayed for a week in Unawatuna, which is on the south coast of the island, an area which was devastated in the 2004 tsunami. It's not something you can easily see or hear, but even on the quiet days during our stay, the waves on this spot had some serious pulling power. As a recordist arriving in a strange land, where do you start? There was so much I wanted to capture. I had a preconceived plan to do longer takes and get more angles and variety than I had previously done. This meant dwelling on sound sources and opportunities for longer than my natural curiosity usually allows me, but as a result, I became more immersed in the spaces around me, picking up more nuance. Like, for instance, a hotel ambience. That's the uh, local bread-selling tuk-tuk you can hear playing Für Elise. Same subject, different position.
Here's one with more animal sounds. A monkey, perhaps. I'm not sure. As always, the great thing about shutting up and just listening to your surroundings for a few minutes is that it helps settling those experiences in your memory. Later, we spent three hours on a rickety old British colonial era train going up in the mountains. Sounded like this. arrived in the town of Ella, which, apart from having one of the most beautiful views on the island, also had an old slow train crawling on antique rails through a reverberant valley. I could go on, but I have to stop somewhere. How about this then, from the old part of the city of Candy? I stood in the street, trying to get my bearings, figuring out what to record, when suddenly behind me I heard a rather surprising sound. It's a typewriter. Should you ever get the chance, I can recommend going to Sri Lanka. Friendly people, tropical climate, lovely nature, and tons of East Asian traffic. <laughs> and I'm sure tons more sounds that I never got around to recording, or even hearing. Oh, and by the way, I was using my usual stealthy recording setup, which means minimum amount of gear, minimum visibility, and maximum immersion in the situation. Almost no setup time, just recording. Highly recommended. That's all, folks. And remember, always be recording.
That's all we have for you for this episode, but be sure to check out Soundly at getsoundly.com. Uh, you can actually download it for free, and I think you get around 300 sound effects from the free version, so be sure to check it out. Thanks a lot for listening. Mm-hmm.